0: The number one financial destination, YahooFinance.com.
1: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything Live Colin Show, presented by KFC. I'm your host William Loom, joined as always by my very lovable co-host Josh Hard. Very lovable, William. You're, good you're, to be here. You're a very lovable man. Oh, that's so nice yeah. of you to say. Yeah. We um, were at we were at a wedding this past weekend. It was a
2: very good time. Very yeah. beautiful. Great singing by the um
1: Orthodox priest. Shout out Dan and Vaughn. Congratulations again. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't know uh Father had so many bars.
2: So many bars.
1: Yeah, it sounded like Father John Misty. Um <laughs> oh so we're gonna take your phone calls as always, and you can hit us up at the two numbers you see on the screen there, four one six two six three eight two nine seven. And eight two nine eight that's right we got two lines so you can uh, call in just our, like kevin gates our producer uh ben will take care of you put you on hold and then uh we'll, we'll patch you through but uh before we get to any calls or any youtube comments you can send in youtube comments as well we can get those um uh, the raptors right now undefeated at home
2: fax Killerman.
1: with an incredible win over the sixers i gotta say like incredibly <laughs> thrilling um, and, you know, there's been a lot of Joel and Beat slander and things like that. We focused a lot after that Sixers game on what the Sixers didn't do. But I kind of want to focus on what the Raptors have done. Because at home right now, I love this. This feeling of the Raptors. You yeah. go there, it's a fortress. You can't, it's you really, can't get really a win really off amazing. the Raptors in on,
2: in Toronto. And I haven't been to that many home games yet. But um, I've been. And it's an amazing crowd. Um, you know, I, early in, before the season started, we talked a little bit about what we wanted from this team. And it was a team that would be entertaining to watch and could win every night and they've done that and they have defended the Scotiabank arena like nobody else and it's mm-hmm. um incredible and there's so many courts <laughs> the raptors have played at home eight times uh, eight times and we've seen three courts yes
1: it's yeah. amazing <laughs> no all of it looks pretty good like i, I thought uh the uh the welcome toronto stuff looked, looked pretty good by the way they just sneakily moved away from the drake thing huh? they were just like before it was drake night and now it's just welcome toronto night yeah, yeah. well i, what I think it's about. sort of an
2: expanded partnership I guess so. Um, but the the throwback court still looks oh my God. Yeah, I can't it wait for them amazing, to bring it back.
1: Yeah. And I wasn't even that big of a fan because you know, I, I don't have the same nostalgia because I wasn't watching back then. But like looking and at, seeing at it now, it just looks incredible. Uh, the funny thing, when I looked into this number, so the Raptors are 8-0 at home. And I thought, wow, this must be one of the best records in the league in terms of home records. But yeah. then in the Eastern Conference, I found the Bucks 7-1 at home very good record yeah boston celtics a perfect 7-0 at home miami heat perfect 7-0 at home and sixers perfect 8-0 and at home yeah. even the pacers are 8-2 at home this is kind of weird it is odd this is kind of weird and i i thought you know but if you're just gonna go and try to get to like 55 56 wins yeah. like maybe even get up to 60 like this is what you got to do like pretty much have like an 85 percent win percentage at home yep which is probably doable and then just be, like, a little bit above 500 on the road, and you're kind of already there.
2: Also, lots of crappy teams get to come to your building. Like, the Raptors have yeah. had one good team in the at the Scotsman, right? Like, yeah, I mean, the Kings the, are not that the good. The Kings aren't the that Magic good. The Magic weren't that good. The Magic have been here, what, like, seven times or something?
1: We're playing the Magic again today. I know. I cannot believe it. Unbelievable, <laughs> man. I don't want to see the Magic anymore. I'm tired. Me too. But we I'm don't tired, have to man. see them again until April. I'm tired, So. The um, line's blown up The line is blown up Let's <laughs> take a call Let's take a call All right. First well, one
2: Samir from Toronto Samir you're on the
1: line Hey what's up guys How you doing What's good man um,
3: So my first, I have two questions My first question is uh, What are your top three uh, Coach of the year candidates Thus far Ooh. And then The second part Or the second one is uh, What do you see as a realistic path uh, For the Raptors to the finals Like do you think They need, they need to make a big trade Or um, Just a matter of matchups Like try to avoid Philly With their size
1: that's a good question. Uh, first one, coach of the year match. Uh, I think they're all actually in the East because yeah. I, I would go Nick Nurse, Eric Spoelstra, and then Brad Stevens. Okay,
3: no Monty Williams.
1: Uh, Monty Williams is nice. I I wouldn't argue with, against Monty Williams, but the I feel Suns like the Suns have fallen off a little bit. The Suns have fallen off a little bit, and also like you look at what Spoelstra's doing, like his roster is kind of similar to the Raptors in the sense that it's not a very like uh, star laden roster. There's one clear star in Jimmy Butler, uh, yeah. but they're right there with the Raptors. They've been right there with the Raptors all season. So I got to give a lot of cool. love to the Heat.
2: I think one guy I want to add to this, Nick Nurse, I think, is is easy, and Eric Spolster, I agree. But Ryan Saunders, I think that the Minnesota okay, Timberwolves yeah. have, yeah, like, I don't you know who to give the credit to. Like, mm. Carl Anthony Towns is on a totally different level this year. Yeah. Like, I, I'm a big, like, I don't really, like, admire Carl Anthony Towns, mm-hmm. but he's on a different level. The Wolves are a playoff team currently. Um, Ryan Saunders is a great story in the NBA. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him there if the if the if the team wolves finish with like a five seed which isn't out of the which isn't out of the, the realm of possibility that'd mm. be that'd be a, that'd yeah, be a cool story. I think it's
3: a good option I was thinking about that too with Saunders I mean I, I didn't expect him to make, make the playoffs so if they get like a five six seed then yeah I agree with
2: that who were yeah. your candidates?
3: Uh, I had Nick Nurse yep um, Monty Williams mm. and uh, well, well Monty Williams is if they make the playoffs I yeah. would say and then
2: uh,
1: Eric Spolstra. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. And then the second half of your question. The
3: second yeah. half, yeah, about the realistic pass. Here's the thing.
1: Like, I, I think right now what the Raptors have is a playoff-ready defense. Yep. Yeah. Whether they have a playoff-ready offense is still <laughs> a big question for me. I don't necessarily think so yet because no. I think right now if you look at the offense, which is objectively performing really, really well. For sure. But it's a lot of transition scoring. It's a lot of the bench sort of hustling their way and getting baskets. And that's like, that's fine. It's nothing to take away from those people. But yeah. in the playoffs, it's just a lot more difficult to, to get some of those actions. And you look at even the starting lineup, a lot of the offense is like, you know, OJ um, on OB curls and Marcus Hall throws him a pass. Like yeah. in the playoffs, they're going to scout out that play. I mean, it's yeah. not saying you can't score on it, but you just won't be scoring on it every single time. I think we'll
2: just have to go back to what last year looked like, which was Kyle Lowry and Marcus Sall are both. Really intelligent ball yeah, players, and yeah. they're able to orchestrate an offense um, with lots of <laughs> uh, handoffs to yeah. pal. <laughs> well, yeah. What
3: happens? The thing is, what happens when they they you know key in on Pascal, mm. and who's going to be a secondary scorer? Because last year, you know, Ka- uh, Pascal was a secondary scorer, right? Yeah, so, OG Ananobi, you know. Kyle and Gasol could just chill. Now they gotta they gotta step up, right?
1: Yeah. No, I mean it's 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 up to Kyle or Fred, and that's the thing. It, it is a bit dicey for me. So, yeah. but you know, yeah. here's the thing: if you're gonna make a trade, if there's a great trade to be out there, and you can get a star, then you maybe you make that move. But if it's just like a marginal trade to like like some people suggested, like you know, get Andre Godal or whatever, I'm like, I'm not surrendering extra assets to Andre Godal <laughs> so I can like block yeah. OG's progress. Like, I just want to see like yeah. we got we can't lose sight of the fact that even though they're really good this year. It's still a developmental year. So, you want to see what you got to give these guys a chance to like, actually live up to those roles. Because you never know, man. Maybe they do step up in those playoff moments, and they do. Then you're like, holy crap, we have a a, a real core in place for for the foreseeable future. So, anyway, man, thank you for calling in, bro. All
3: right, thanks, man.
2: Have a cool weekend.
1: All right. Are you too,
2: bud? Yeah. Do you want to take another call? Let's do it. All right, we got Ken in Toronto. Ken, what can you do?
1: Hello.
4: Hello. Yeah. Uh, do you think? What do you think uh, the Toronto has, I mean, uh, Raptors have to do to uh, get Giannis? Do they have to trade uh, Fred Van Lee Or do
5: they? I mean, do they? Do they have to trade Laurie or uh, Marcus or Sergio Boca,
2: Ibaka to get to get Giannis? What? Yeah. Giannis is going to sign as a free agent. the 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 t- The Bucks would demand like a blood sacrifice to get uh a- to get Giannis to trade him, they're not going to
1: trade him. That'd be oh, crazy. I'm very, I'm very confused by this question. I see on the board that, uh like,
2: how would they free up cap space for Giannis?
1: Yeah. Uh, all these guys are expiring this year.
2: Yeah, they don't. They're not going to resign everybody. Don't you're going to lose Marcus or Serge Ibaka?
1: Yeah all right Have thanks cool for the call one, bro damn i thought it was gonna be is fred a good trade for rj barrett or jamal murray which
2: which is a much more interesting question but it's one that i know you're gonna say
1: no immediately <laughs> no, to. i'm just saying like the knicks are not gonna say yes to that and the, the nuggets aren't saying yes yeah to that, and so. jamal murray is like a huge contract now and it would be uh yeah, it doesn't make a, a sense McMass. it doesn't make sense um okay yeah i mean you know what the th- funny thing is like no matter how good the raptors are people still want to make trades like, just, like, people just die to, like, oh, what if we made this trade or this trade or this trade? And but you get the impulse.
2: Like, like, the ESPN trade machine's free.
1: Sure, but, like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, you know, the, what's fun about this team is seeing them develop and seeing them do new things every day, every game.
2: Speaking of this team developing, you and I w- thought about who so far has been our favorite Raptor to yes. watch.
1: Yeah. So, you, you've you taken my Fred Van Vliet Thunder. So, go ahead. Talk about Fred. So, Fred who Van Who you want Vliet, to still put on the bench for Norm, by the way. No,
2: it's not that I want to put him on the bench. Fred Van Vliet— Uh, The debate that we have a lot about this team is, is it important for them to be good or for them to be entertaining? And I believe that the Fred Van Vliet story and his play will be the most reliable source of entertainment this team has to offer this season. Because he's going to be a free agent, because he wants a lot of money, because he is playing really well, but isn't a player whom... You know, it's always hard to see a scrappy bench guy become Mm -hmm. your star player. Like, it's just hard to like... Why? Because it's like, you know the same reason people always want to leave their hometown to go to chase the bright lights of places like vancouver montreal all of our friends went to university and like we knew people who went to montreal for university what a waste of time i don't know if we'll ever like if the franchise will ever see fred van vliet is a you know reliable all-star i i just i wonder if that'll ever happen and i think that's a story that will be developing over the course of the year because yeah, I, people across the fan base want to uh-huh. bench Fred or trade Fred because they don't view him yet as a like a tier
1: one NBA star. So we're gonna move everybody on the team if they're not a tier one NBA. I don't star. know what but the hell I is think, this. I
2: think it's a narrative. Like Fred VanVleet right now this is, is a, this is a I hate is this eighteen seven I and he's eighteen narrative. seven and four. He yeah. is the most interesting part of watching the offense because he's taking like seven threes a game. He's facilitating yeah. the offense. He's very entertaining. But I think as the season goes on, people are like, is Fred VanVleet going to be a twenty-two million dollars a year player, and what does that mean?
1: If you're, gonna, you know, how many twenty-two million dollars a year players aren't averaging seven, 18, seven, I agree. and seventeen, eight four on a winning I, team? I agree,
2: but it's Man. it's a it's a thing. You know, bet on yourself, <clears throat> undrafted guard, undersized.
1: Wow. This is this is why you took Fred VanVleet from me, for for this reason because he, this, the huh? narrative, the na- like wow. the
2: narrative on Fred VanVleet will be entertaining all season long, and uh-huh. he's good on court. It's he he, he, he will really deliver. Good. Like, everywhere. Because I'm, I bet you there's going to be a point where Fred VanVleet talks about, are you going to give a hometown discount? He's like, fuck that. I'm getting paid the math. And, and I can't wait to, you know, read the articles. <laughs>
1: uh, here's the thing. I don't really see Fred as, like, that outwardly. It's not like the Isaiah Thomas situation where yeah. he's coming to practice with, like, slippers on and have bring strings on. I think he's just a regular guy with regular interests of, you know not selling himself short and getting sure. to a starting spot and he's got the starting spot and he wants starter level it. money which I think is reasonable. Like I, I think what he's, what Fred wants is reasonable especially when you look at what he's doing this season. So, I agree. Uh, I'm going to go with Terrence Davis It's the guy that's been most fun to watch for me personally because um, it's just funny to see him on a nightly basis outperform players that were drafted and have more cachet yeah. and signed to bigger contracts because the way I'm looking at it is it's like okay so the only knock on him really is that he's 22 that's not really a knock yeah like 22 that's fine like you yeah. have so many more years the but, thing is you look at him how many weaknesses are in his game he's pl- he's got good size for a point guard. He's getting
2: a rough whistle for now. He's getting a rough we'll, whistle. We'll see how long that
1: lasts. But you know, part of that is him grabbing people because yeah. you know he's used to playing football, and part of that is also you know he's he's a rookie. He's getting a bad yeah. bad whistle. But like, how many actual weaknesses are there in his game? He can shoot the three point shot Up really well for an
2: undrafted guard. Like it's yeah, I'm surprised. Like an undrafted guard like 50%. with his size.
1: Yeah, he should be. And he's confident with that. Yeah, he works hard. He has plus athleticism. He has plus size for a point guard. Um, he can create for others he can definitely finish in the lane in, in between game he doesn't seem to have right now but yeah. he can develop that like what, no. are, what are you doing like, how, how do you go undrafted and so every night when he comes in it outproduces guys like Markel Fultz or he outproduces like RJ Barrett I'm just like this is kind of funny because right. there's a lot of hype around some of these guys but Terrence Davis he's just kind of just straight up outproduces people.
2: I think we'll have someone who will agree with you Derek from Pittsburgh you're on the show with me and Will how's it going
1: good how's it going
2: well, you have a question about uh, TD two.
6: Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if you guys thought there was conversation to be had about him possibly working his way in the starting lineup over a guy like Norm who has struggled down
2: the stretch. Uh, Does Davis deserve to start
1: over Norm? Well, I, I think for I think one right now, Norm is playing okay as a starter. He's it's not done. so bad. He had one bad game, and it wasn't even that bad. Seven points. He shot poorly, but... Yeah. Um, and I also think it's a bit of a politics thing. Like, Yeah, it'd be crazy. So Norm has already been jumped in the starting lineup by Fred, which I think that one is deserved. But, um, yeah, I mean, with Terrence, it'd be just really difficult. Norm's been here five years. Yeah. He's had this chance. His injuries. Might as well let Norm do it. And I also think Norm kind of... Uh, I mean, He might fit the starting lineup a little bit better than he fits the bench because yeah. Terrence is at least a point guard. He could create a little bit off the bench, yep. and you can run a little bit more offense through him. You can't run offense through Norm Powell. Even though he scores, he, you can't run offense through him. You can run offense for him. That's yeah the best you can do. So I I would probably just stick with the way it is. But uh, be, I don't know. Over time, be, maybe, yeah. Yeah, sure. maybe eventually.
2: Like, depends on uh, – Norm Powell has a option for next year, and then after that, who knows? Yeah. So
1: – Oh no no no. no. North Power's here until 2022, bro. Okay. Oh, yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. All right, Derek. Well, uh enjoy Pittsburgh.
2: Enjoy Pittsburgh. Yeah. I heard it's very yeah, lovely man. to go to Pittsburgh these Yeah, days. it is really nice. Yeah, okay, hopefully, cool. hopefully the brands don't come in and ruin your uh, day on Sunday.
6: Yeah, that's that's the hope over on this side.
2: All right.
1: All right, thank you. Peace. Have
6: a good one in the fall, sick, boy.
1: Right. Take care. Damn, we got we got we got Pittsburgh clout. International dog. That's wild, man. Pittsburgh, Steel City. You know, so I guess if you're in Pittsburgh, you can choose between like the Pistons or like the Cavaliers. Oh, but I mean, you know, I, I probably, you, I probably you, picked
2: on. But you wouldn't choose for the Sixers because it's a nah. different city in Pennsylvania, big rivalry. I don't know. <clears throat> um, we got Carlos from Prince George. Carlos, you are on Raptors of Everything live.
7: Yo, what up, boys?
1: Yo, what's good? <laughs> what's good? <laughs>
7: Um, I'm just wondering what you guys think Nick's going to do when you got Serge and Kyle back if uh, Boosh and TD are going to get cut out of the rotation. I personally, I'd like to see them keep getting their minutes and try to cut down on some of Kyle and Mark's and, and Serge's minutes. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, is Nick still going to love McCaw when he comes back? Because he's got to be outplayed by TD. You can't have. Yeah, I think that TD gets all McCaw's minutes at this point. But we know Nick loves the guy for some reason. You think he's going to end up eating into Terrence's minutes?
2: Um, well, I, I, you answer first.
1: It's hard to explain the Nick thing with Pat McCaw. Like, uh, I don't quite see it with Pat McCaw. But hey, listen, like the Raptors have a great development staff, and if they want to develop Pat McCaw and they see something there, they must see something in practice that they really like, and maybe it's not translating to the game, but I generally I agree, like I'd rather those minutes go to Terrence Davis. I kind of said that pretty consistently. Um, in terms of the other guys, it's just going to be tough, man. It's, it's just going to be tough because Kyle is like... Kyle is better than Terrence Davis. It's yep. not a question about that. And Serge Ibaka is better than Chris Boucher. That one is, you know, starting to get closer because Boucher's been that productive. But realistically, we know Serge is a better player than Chris Boucher, so um, it's going to be tough. I think the big challenge right now is that. So I agree. Like once those guys are healthy, Kyle and Serge are going to be playing obviously a lot of the minutes, but they should cut down on some of those minutes so that they can still in, like just basically extend the rotation and, and get uh, Boucher and Terrence Davis a run. The issue with that is though that like. You know, if you give them only, if you cut them from like 20 minutes to five minutes, like they're probably not going to be as productive in those five minutes as they would be on an extended stretch. Like that's something Nick talked about as well. It's just, it's, it's very difficult as a player to just maintain your efficiency and, and your production uh, when you cut down on your role so heavily. So uh, it's, that's, it's just a tough question. I think you can play a little bit of Boucher at power forward, and they've been trying to do that in the last couple of days anyway. So that's not bad because there are some minutes to be had at power forward um, behind Pascal, obviously. And then, um, with Terrence, it's it's just gonna be difficult. He's gonna be basically fighting Norm, and it's pretty much whichever one of the two of them pl- are playing better that day, and they probably will get those bench minutes at two guard. But uh, I don't know, man. It's 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 a good problem to have, I guess.
2: I think I think we'll play. Uh, Nick Nurse has never showed uh, reticence to play out the bench, give everybody some runs, see what he has, especially going into the playoffs. Um, I've said here, and I'll continue to say, the Raptors don't have seven clear cut guys who are your guys. For every situation the playoffs will throw at them,
1: right? Um, so you need everyone to stay ready.
2: Everyone to stay ready. Also, yeah. what's the 905's current record? Because maybe TD two should uh, go get, go get some run down there.
1: Man, he'd be too. he be way too good for the yeah, nine hundred five. Too good one. for the D League. I agree. He's too the good for the D League. But an NBA man, I'm just saying for development purposes. Yeah, I think yeah, you can you work on his skills. Give stuff. him some run. Yeah.
2: And nine hundred five could use it right now. He, that was the plan going into the season was for him to spend to like join yeah. the team in the winter, and uh, he
1: unofficially that was the plan. But you know uh he also got pretty good pretty no quick.
2: he's 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 really good but yeah. i don't know
1: no i don't i don't hate it like if you're if the difference is you have terrence davis and he's never going to get into the game except for garbage time versus terrence davis can go to the 905 and get in like 40 minutes of run yeah i've kind of almost rather that just and for his the raptors purposes. run
2: similar systems and if we want to see him work on his tweener game like yeah who like what's there to lose what's the downside?
1: yeah the my my, my my honestly, my big question with the bench is once Ibaka returns, are they still going to have that same like all out energy sort of attribute to them because right now Boucher's fit the bench really well because the whole bench right now is just flying around everywhere, yeah. um blocking every shot and then running so fast and, and moving around with with so much energy and Serge is definitely a good defender, but he is not as active i would say yeah That's um
2: all. he he can do it in stretches.
1: No, he can definitely do it in the stretches when he does it. He sometimes plays like a star, like an all-star level player. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. It's a good problem to have, man. I'm sure Nick Nurse is also asking himself the same question. All right, but have a good weekend. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, enjoy your weekend, man. Yeah, you too. Be good. Uh, let's take a let, okay. So we, we we just I was gonna say we could take a YouTube question, but the first one I see is Can Chris Boucher get in the rotation with Ibaka back? It's a little tough. <laughs> um, how about this one from Alon? Alon Faye. Yeah. Uh so Terrence Davis hype is real. How do you see his trajectory over the next few years? Uh what do you think his ceiling is? Eric Bledsoe. I think Eric it's Bledsoe.
2: Like, yeah, I think his ceiling's Eric Bledsoe. Clippers Eric Bledsoe.
1: That was a good player. I know. That was a good player. <laughs> I think Terrence
2: Davis could become the best point guard off the bench. In the league, maybe.
1: Yeah. If I mean he, he definitely already shoots a better than Bledsoe.
2: If he if he gets a good handle, yeah. And he learn and we can reliably trust him to like run an offense.
1: Yeah. Well then he's already better than Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> um no, I mean if you notice actually, if you go back and watch his old miss tape, so he was like a decent shooter, old miss. But if you watch the highlights and stuff, every time he shot a three pointer, he kinda like drifted. So like his back didn't go straight. He kinda like faded away almost a little bit every time, like maybe like fifteen, twenty degrees backwards. And like when you see Terrence Davis now, he's like straight up and down. Um his shot is more compact and like the arc on his shot is is good. And, and I think this is again, this is something that like the Raptors um developmental staff has really done a good job of is just like sit, taking these very identifying these very very slight problems in people's shots and just improving yeah, their game and so if you look at terrence now he, he's straight up and down he's not jumping as high on his jumper as well either uh the arc of it looks good and obviously the results are good man he's shooting like 50 percent. so honest, if, if terrence can shoot 50 percent, all of a sudden you have like it's just an incredible incredible yeah. no prospect, it's, a, right? it's a it's
2: it's amazing this team's recent track record of finding guys except for bruno cabloco who bruno is a real hey NBA, he's an nba player i think he's like is rounding he? i think he's rounding into like a real nba player mm. he doesn't have mm. you don't think so mm. he's just still an energy guy uh
1: i mean you know he knows, how, not, to, I don't hate he knows how to
2: make cuts now like i remember watching a bit of uh grizzly and he can like he can cut to the basket now yeah and he couldn't before he could not figure it out okay
1: let's look at another call <laughs> Steve from Toronto wants to ask about Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis Hive, man. Yeah, seriously.
2: Steve from Toronto, what's good? Hey,
5: guys.
1: Are you part of Terrence yeah. Davis Hive? Uh,
5: I definitely am, but That'd I think uh, it might be getting might be getting a little too far, people talking about uh, Rookie
1: of the Year even. No, no, he's um, not a rookie of the year.
5: But this kid, he played, I guess played four years in college.
1: Uh,
5: I want to know kind of how you see it developing over the next few years uh what do you think uh, like his ceiling could be
1: yeah i mean we, we kind of just talked about this just a little bit but i mean in terms of ceiling right like we're talking about a guy who's like six four shoots the ball really well can play on and off the ball uh can handle and create a little bit yep and can finish strong the basket like that's pretty damn good like a drew holiday kind of trajectory because he got a sim- similar yeah. size and, and bulk as Drew Holiday, and he
2: can defend in transition pretty well, which is something I've been impressed. With. Like it's hard, yeah. like for a rookie to know how to defend an NBA fast break is impressive. Yeah, he's not perfect at it, and the Raptors have always been pretty good at it, right? So he's learned the schemes, but I, I, I don't know. It's hot.
1: He can be really good. Yeah, I, I mean, like a Drew Holiday, I feel like it's probably the best case scenario. Although I don't know, I mean, Drew Holiday's actually not that good of a shooter, but and he's a really good passer. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, yeah, what nah. do you think
2: What's his comp for you?
5: You know, I've heard uh, some Donovan Mitchell comparisons. That's what I mean by uh, yeah. people maybe a little farfetched No, but, no. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't see the same like More?
1: aggression like as, as a score. You know, like Donovan Mitchell yeah. as a rookie came in and gave you twenty. Yeah.
5: No, but he is shooting with confidence. You know what? I think if you look at it, Fred also played four years college. Norm did. Terrence is definitely better right now than Fred was. And yep. Norm was at that point. So. He's better
2: than DeLon Wright was right before he left. And
5: yeah. we have a better coaching staff. We have a better training staff. So, man, the things they've done with Pascal, I think maybe never an all-star, but uh, definitely starting caliber. Uh, I want one other thing really quickly. Yeah. If, you can, if you guys can just put this to bed, because okay. too many people talking about DeRozan back to the Raptors. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, probably, probably the bottom – Fifth percentile in the NBA, defensively. Mm. He hasn't hit a three in all of 2019. In West 11 months.
1: 11 months and counting, yeah, baby.
5: December 26, 2018. Yeah. So, I mean, I love DeMar. I get the emotional attachment, but can you guys just help put it through us?
1: Yeah, listen, we all love DeMar. We all appreciate what DeMar has done, but so it's this? like, why are you going back to your ex that you dumped? Like, why are you moving backwards? Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, move on. Like, let's move forward in life. That's all. Ask yourself what Masai would do. Would Messiah ever trade back for Demar Derozan? It's not like I, it's not like I wouldn't take him under any circumstances. I'm just saying though, like it's hard to fit him into what but, the Raptors are doing now. The Raptors right now are one of the teams, the league's best at uh, shooting three pointers yep, and defending, uh, and and both in terms of volume and attempts. Um, you know, Demar can help you generate threes by kicking and driving. And Demar is having a pretty efficient offensive season, yeah. by the way. We should really shout that out. I don't think he's like all of the Spurs' problems. Uh, and it's kind yeah. of disingenuous to blame like Demar to, for all their problems for when sure. they, they start like Bryn Forbes and stuff. Like, come <laughs> on, man. Um, but at the same time, like, I just don't think it fits. Like, the Raptors right now are a team that shares the ball, plays really quick, uh, defends at a high level, and like those are none of those things are things that Demar does yeah. right now. So you would need Demar to change his whole game. Yeah, it's it's just it's just weird and awkward. And also, it's it's Pascal's team now. His skill set and Demar's skill set doesn't really overlap. No. Or, or overlaps too much. Yeah. And They're not complimentary at all. Yeah, it so, would have I'm
5: been okay. amazing to see if um, if Nick Nurse was head coach at the time. Yeah. how hard he would call out Demar defensively. I mean, I mean, he, he did.
1: Here is the thing: he did because Nick Nurse was briefly Demar DeRozan's head coach yeah. before Demar got traded. And they asked Nick about Demar, and he's like, "Bro, you had to start playing defense. Yeah, like I'm serious. Like you have. To, I, listen, I know Dwayne Casey let you do whatever you want, and then, you got play Nick, don't me. Worry,
2: don't even worry about it. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm taking care of it right now. And he said, I gotta go back talk to talking Barack Obama, but uh, don't worry about it, all, Nick, There's, we got it, we got it covered.
1: <laughs> yeah. So luckily, I, I love Demar. I think he could help a lot of teams. I think he could help the Spurs. Really? Yeah. The Spurs can figure out their other problems around him or he can go to like Orlando or whatever. He do you have a, a do you
2: have an ideal place for him to go?
1: I think San Antonio. I think he's good in San Antonio. All right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's not a fun answer.
5: Yeah. I think under the radar Detroit could actually make sense.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah man, that the Detroit
2: That team would is be, just be sad. so I mean, nasty. You got Dwayne Casey right you That'd be such a nasty energy just the two of them across the border.
1: <laughs> I mean, listen, DeMar <laughs> would take Detroit from a 40-win team to a 41-win team easily. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I
5: would even go so far as to say 42. Wow.
1: Wow. Bold.
2: Well.
5: No, but I just feel bad for Blake. He should at least be in the playoffs at this point in his career. So.
1: Yeah, I know. And the Clippers, he did him di- they did him dirty, man. They compared him to Nelson Mandela. They put him on a shirt with uh, Martin Luther King, <laughs> retired then, his jersey, so and then, then traded him here. to Detroit. Yeah, just dropped him off in the parking lot. Freaking nasty energy.
2: Week. Really, want some of the worst stuff. <laughs>
1: all right, thank you for the call, man. All right, have a good all weekend. Guys.
2: Too. The calls are coming in.
1: Yeah, yeah I love these calls today, yeah. man. We great, got great Nabeel calls, man. From... Except for that one guy who called in and was like, "Do you want to the Raptors trade uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Serge Ibaka, Marcus, Law, Kyle <laughs> Lowry, uh, Fred VanVleet for Giannis?" <laughs> that Which was is... that was a weird question. I That's a
2: cool one. Yeah. Um, but we got Nabil from Whitby. Nabil, what's good?
6: What's up, man? How are you guys doing?
2: How you doing? Good, man. Good. How, Jack, I gotta ask
6: before I ask my question: How many wild trades? Questions have you
1: gotten yet? That's all we get, dog. that's That's we got. That's like fifty percent of calls, man. Should we trade uh,
2: Marcus for Jokic? It's like, yeah. yeah, they can share, a, you know, jersey size. <laughs> Dudes are
1: calling you while uh,
6: having like trade machine up on their phone. Facts, like, man. You know About, uh, Yeah, yeah. But uh, my question for you guys is, um, in uh, particular, once we get healthy, um, mm-hmm. we have our full rotation back. Are there any lineups you're interested in seeing or, you know, you're excited to see? And one in particular, mine. It's not really one that, like, I doubt we'll ever see, but, like, I'd just, theoretically, I'd love to see, like, Pascal at the point, OG at the two, uh, Rondé, Boucher at the four, and then Serge at the five. I just think Jeez. the length, the defensive energy, just, like, it'd be crazy. But, um, yeah. It would be crazy. <laughs> it's never gonna happen. But
1: like you know, I mean, th- the crazy thing is the Raptors are so versatile defensively they can do that. Remember, because Pascal guarded John Wall. That's true. right. OG oh, yeah. has guarded like shooting guards, you know, like Bradley Beal, for example. You know what I mean? Rondo, we know can guard threes. Boucher can guard fours, and Serge can guard fives. That's actually a that's some that's this is some stuff Nick Nurse would do actually. Yeah, I'm excited. Nick to see Nurse the... is listening to this right now with a, with a pen and paper. Like, I want yeah, to see I'm write this down from the bill. Gonna shout out Nabil in the post game or something.
2: <laughs> and that their only defense is like a
1: two-three zone with all those bigs. Yeah, the Raptors have won that game thirty-two to fifteen. <laughs> I'm good, man. Um, I, like-
2: I would like to see the like updated two-big lineup with Kyle, Kyle, Fred, OG Surgeon Mark. Like I, I liked the one the Raptors went XXL. It was cool.
1: Yeah. I, I yeah. think uh, the, right now the, the only issue I have right now with the starting lineup is that like without Kyle, the playmaking is so much dependent on yeah. Marcus Saul trying to find people on cuts. Yes. Um. So I, I much just want
2: to the Norm Powell's benefit.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's helped Norm a lot, but I I like having Kyle in there because then with Kyle and Fred and Pascal and Marcus Saul as playmakers, yeah. like like the ball is just zips around. It flies. True. It's already flying around a little bit now, but um, it definitely gets stuck less. So yeah. I'm excited to see the ball movement. Uh, improve from a point where it's already great to an elite point um and then you know also uh, again i just want to see if the bench still works with surge yeah because like um surge should be able to carry a lot of the offense for that bench unit the bench unit right now half court offense i don't trust it no and i think surge can help the half court half court offense but uh that's so long as Serge doesn't ruin like the the high energy transition, like you know, make I, a play defensively. I, and the I don't way. think he can help
2: it. I think that I don't think I don't think that Serge can tank it, mm-hmm. and I don't think that he will be able to resist getting in on the action. Serge yeah. like really adapts to his environment. So That's much. true. Yeah,
1: you gotta give Surge a I lot of credit. I think at that man. point
6: though, some of those lineups are a little more sustainable now that you know Fred's more consistent with like the floor general duty. So now, as opposed to just having to rely on Kyle and Pascal to initiate, mm-hmm. you know, Fred can get in there, and you know, Mark can be a hub for. Uh, you know, to run the offense through as well, right? So now you have four legitimate guys that can sort of, you know, ease things, settle down, run a pick and roll, run some simple action, whatever it may be. So like mm-hmm. that 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 too kind of makes it easier to play like other guys who aren't necessarily labeled yeah. as play and make a smart team.
1: That's true. That's true. Look look, we thought the app was gonna be too thin. All of a sudden they're spoiled for choice. Yeah, seriously. It's amazing. a great problem to have man. It
2: right.
6: is. Man, what a time.
1: What All a right, time
2: Thanks All for the right, call,
6: appreciate man. You taking my call,
2: guys. Yeah, check for out sure. Upper Canada Mall this weekend, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take so
1: okay, care, guys. All right, peace. <laughs> highly specific regional references. That's
2: man. the point of the show,
1: Doug. That is true, actually. That
2: is true. I don't have a highly <laughs> regional uh, reference for the next caller. Uh we're not ready to take the call. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't know
1: either, actually. Um, <clears throat> wow, what a what a day on the lines. Yeah, is there anything else we wanted to talk about? Uh, oh, yeah, actually, we want to get to this. So today is Black Friday. Not trying to sell you anything. Retail day of the year, unless
2: you want to go get some uh, KFC.
1: Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely go get some KFC. Um, but on Black Friday, uh, I thought it would be appropriate to revisit the top five deals by Masai Ujiri in his time with the Raptors. So no Carmelo trade, although that was pretty awesome. That was the first trade of his career he traded Carmelo. Yeah, And he legend. turned the team around <laughs> into a 57-win team. This guy's a, a goat. Um, But our top five. So, we'll start with number one. I think it's pretty obvious. You have DeMar DeRozan, Yaka Proto, and a future first-round pick, which was the 29th pick this past draft, used on Keldon Johnson. Who? I don't know who that is, but the Spurs, maybe you can turn them into Bryn Forbes. Uh, For Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, Larry O'Brien... And five million dollars. The Cash. five million always kills me, man. It's the it's the best part. So so Masai was calling in from Kenya being like, I'm not gonna do this deal unless you give me five million dollars. <laughs> I'm not gonna take Kawhi unless I'm, you give me five million dollars. In my
2: mind, I always think he was holding his blackberry to his phone and he's yeah, like yeah. getting it done. Barack Obama was like, I can't believe he's like, watch this and then he says, yeah. and you have to give us five
1: million bucks yeah. and Brock's like, This guy's out of control. Yo, man, Masai, Masai negotiated a whole deal on WhatsApp just on <laughs> just on voice notes. <laughs> Again. Yo, you know, he, had the, he was on speakerphone, too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you got to give me $5 million or else I'm not doing it. So that's number one. I think that's pretty clear. That's a pretty good one. Um, number two. Yeah, number two. So um, I have on this list. Barks. Andrea Braniani for Marcus Camby. Quentin Richardson, Steve Novak, um, Camby and Key Rich never uh, actually played for the Raptors. Although, I mean, Camby obviously was drafted by the Raptors, but they did not play. Uh, Steve Novak did. And then unprotected 2016 first-round pick, which was used on Jakob Pertl. The reason I have this number two, which is a little high, but the thing is, for me, Barniani was such a bad asset at the time, I thought for sure they were going to amnesty him. yeah, Because they had that still. Or have to attach assets to send him in. Or have to attach assets. And for them to get an unprotected first-round pick and also cap room, for Andre Bernani is just implausible. To I me. feel like that He's started, not, he like, was not good. I believe in Masai season. Like that's, that that's it, it, It yeah. changed
2: everything. Everyone was like, this guy can do no wrong. Yeah. He's already, you know, completely surpassed from <laughs> Colangelo's whole legacy. He just traded Colangelo's son, man. Yeah, it was really amazing stuff. Yeah.
1: Uh, um, yeah. but he yeah, got outside. a first round pick, and that first round pick turned into Jakob, and Jakob went into the, the Kawhi trade. So that's pretty good.
2: Um, speaking of the beginnings of Masai's tenure, let's mm-hmm. talk about the Rudy Gay trade. Rudy yeah, Gay. Yeah. That's number three. Um, Aaron Gray, Quincy Ac for John Salmons, <laughs> yeah. Pat Patterson, Gravis Vasquez, and Chuck Hayes. Yeah, a pretty solid trade.
1: Uh, very good trade. Um, not necessarily because of the return or anything like that. Although but even the returns were solid. Returns were solid. Like Gravis had two good years here, and, and and Pat Patterson was like good for like three years maybe. And, and
2: infinite content.
1: <laughs> yeah, Chuck Hayes. You know, like he, he put he pushed Andre Drummond. After that uh, James James Johnson dunk.
2: I'll never forget how bad John Salmons was in the uh, Nets series.
1: Let's not talk about John Salmons <laughs> and how much Dwayne Casey loved playing John Salmons. I
2: remember they put him back into the the, the game where Kevin Durant went crazy.
1: Yes, like, yes. And he missed those free throws, too. It was too. so annoying. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I'm not a fan of John Salmons. But the reason this trade is up here is because this reset the culture entirely. Yep. The Raptors were about to tank. They made this really great trade. All of a sudden, the Raptors go. They finish the season on like a 55-win pace. Yeah. And they completely turn it around. They win 48 games that year. They make it to the playoffs. They, obviously, Game 7, they, Kyle Lowry gets blocked on a broken play because Dwayne Casey rode on the wrong side of the floor. How did Dwayne Casey not get fired earlier, man? He <laughs> drew the Game 7 clinching play on the wrong side of the floor. Bro.
2: No, but if you give him credit, he had to take the TTC into the stadium that day.
1: Bro, what are you I thinking about that when you picture. Went on the— Oh, my God.
2: All right, uh, number two. Yeah, yeah. Or number four. Number Marcus Hall for JV, CJ— And DeLon Wright and uh, second.
1: Yeah, Um, I think the Raptors don't win the title without Marcus All. No
2: matter what everyone on Twitter said after Marcus All didn't get a ring and scored thirty. Marcus All scored thirty, or uh, JV scored thirty points, sixteen rebounds, lost the game because he forgot the inbound. I just.
1: Yeah, listen. uh, You know, it's again. You don't win the title without Marcus All, so I feel like that's got to be in there. And then, before we get to the last one, you have an honorable mention. An honorable
2: mention. Yeah. This one, I'm sure, is near to dear to everybody. Obvious. We didn't even to mention it, but we thought we'd have to. Uh, last year, the Raptors had a promotion with a fast food chain where when the Raptors would score 12 three-pointers, there would be free fries in Ontario. Mm. Um, that program, the return yeah. on that deal is amazing.
1: Right. Um, I used it. You used it. I, I did. The Raptors... But then I threw it out in AKFC. <laughs>
2: that's facts. The Raptors scored... Twelve three is fifty five of a potential hundred and six times. Uh-huh. The fast food chain had to give out two and a half million orders of French fries for free. Right. They expected to give out seven hundred thousand, so three times as many. Wow! It's legendary.
1: That's incredible, man. <laughs> One
2: of the greatest deals in Raptors history.
1: It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, the last, this last, trade. and then yeah, number five, Gravis Vasquez for OG and Obi and Norm Powell, who were both there were both draft picks yeah. at the time. So I had to make sure to get OG and Norm Powell, but. Yeah, that was a great trade because Graves Vasquez played twenty three games for the Bucks. First off, it was the Bucks. Uh shot like thirty percent and <laughs> got hurt and then like, his career basically ended after yeah. that. It's unfortunate. Um but you look at Norman Powell, he's played two hundred and seventy two games for the Raptors. Uh he has repeatedly killed the Bucks in both twenty seventeen and twenty nineteen. Thank you, Norman Powell. And OJ Anobi has played 158 games for the Raptors. So uh just an incredible trade in terms of just what you ended up surrendering versus what you ended up getting back. Yeah. So a lot of great trades by Messiah in the last uh what, seven years, I guess?
2: Yeah, and hopefully you guys are able to get some good Black Friday deals yourself.
1: Yeah, that's right. Be inspired by Masai. Sure. <laughs> all
2: right, let's go back to the phones. We have Juan in Vancouver. Juan, what it do, baby? Yo, what's up, man?
4: How you guys doing?
1: How you doing? What's, what's Vancouver saying oh, right good. now? What's the weather like?
4: Vancouver's amazing, man. It's winter in quotations. I mean, these guys are all cold. but I'm pumped around. So mm. it's, like, it's like 10 degrees outside, man. and everyone's freezing. Mm. All right.
1: That's enough. Yeah, like, I regret asking that question.
4: I live by the ocean, man. I, <sighs> I've, been, I've been blazing all day. I just caught your... Hey. I got my question here. Yeah. Um, I want to know what you guys think about this being an actual possibility. Mm. Um, Raptors, Lakers in the finals. Um, I'm pretty sure the Lakers are the West or whatever, but uh, I'm thinking more about the Raps because if you look at some of the things, like obviously they have the confidence from the playoffs, they have the experience from the finals, so like the bright lights won't bother them. Uh, they got seven games to the rest. They have a cohesive defense. They're shutting down NBA stars, Lillard, everyone. Like drop yep. their numbers, man. Yeah. Um, and then we get to add Lowry and Ibaka. Yep. Like as all my cousins from Toronto would say, "Are you stupid or dumb?" Ew. Like, <laughs> Look at this thing, man. That's crazy. It's and
6: the best the
1: call we ever got. Yeah, I know any, it's
4: <laughs> any team in seven games. I mean, and plus Masai and Webster might add anything that's missing. It might help us a lot. So I don't know. And yeah, I, just, I wanted to know if you guys think this is. For real, you know, because mm. the, the entire, like, season, I don't really get upset when they lose a road game, when they're missing two-star players, you know, on a back-to-back or something like that. Yeah. I, I'm not too hurt. I'm actually, like, kind of happy it we was close. And you see, like, Terrence Davis doing well and Ronnie Holiday Jefferson finding his place. Yeah. But it's not like in the past, I found, where we pick up a player like, uh, it was that like a junkyard dog 2.0? That couldn't shoot threes. Yo.
1: yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. It was I'm not even gonna lie. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm not your child. I'm not your child. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, there's actual belief. Like, this team is together. Yeah. And in the second year with Kawhi, I think they have a confidence
2: to go. So I want to know your opinion on that. so can the Raptors meet the Lakers in the finals?
1: Yeah, like uh, I feel like it might be been harder been for the Lakers to make the finals than the Raptors make the finals. <laughs> I'm just saying, cause, no, no, because the path through the East isn't as hard. You know what I mean? Like, for sure, they there isn't the it, there's whatever, not right you
2: know? now a team that like I'm terrified of. Yeah, we talked about last week the Bucks being the best team. Still believe it, but yeah, we can beat the Bucks.
1: I think realistically, you might need one more creator in the half court.
2: Yeah, to, Jamal Crawford? To get past, no, no, not, come no, come no, come bro. we <laughs> talking about like
1: real, like not 40 year old players, not Jamal Croft. Yeah, like half his age. Like you know what I mean? Like a like a Bradley Beal like. Someone to, like, get you offense against the Sixers because their defense is really good. Yeah. Or I against... I kind of hesitant about
4: Bradley Beal in the sense that he's been in such a toxic environment for so long that he's going to bring something good, maybe, or
1: not. Yeah. The Raptors. You, you can't even trade for him this year, anyway, because yeah. he's he just signed the yeah, extension. Right. So, I am mean, like, that type. You I mean? like Even, mm-hmm. like, if you want, like, for some reason, you got C.J. McCollum or Gary something. Gary Harris Jr. Gary? Mm-hmm. No, I, that doesn't excite me. Okay. Even C.J. doesn't really excite me that much. I, I might actually rather have the mind of C.J., but... The, you know, like someone like that, just to someone else to create offense. I think defensively, the you Raptors want are... more
4: li- offense. You want more
1: offense. Yeah, I want, cre- want more half-court offense. Because yeah, right now, the Raptors are scoring a lot in transition and stuff. In the yeah, playoffs, they're, it's they're unrealistic they're, to they're expect that. offense,
4: like right now, and they were third last year. But their defense is disgusting. That's what yeah, I'm percent saying. Percent the defense is right.
1: good. The defense is set. We don't need to worry about the defense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we don't. We shouldn't compromise the defense. But if they can bring in one more guy that can create in the half-court yep. and maintain and play the scheme in the defense, then you're, I think you're good. when you
4: say half-court, do you mean like... they Bring it up to the ball and everybody's waiting for him. Or do you mean like in transition, like another body to shoot out after we get that block,
1: that rebound? No, I, I mean I mean in like half court offense. Yeah, there, wow.
2: there there aren't enough guys who can get their own shot. There. Yeah, that's the tough really thing. Just you know, Serge. Serge can't get his own. Serge shot. can get his own shot. What do you ask, mean? ask Ben you- Simmons. Okay. <laughs>
4: do you feel confidence in the fact of like OG and and what he went through in his life, and like all those injuries and shit that I had last year?
1: Uh-huh.
4: Do you feel like he might actually be a spark in the playoffs, the way Giakos was in the finals?
1: Yeah, oh. I'm very interested to see OG in the playoffs because, like, yeah. yo, when we last saw OG in the playoffs, he did really well in that Wizards series, yeah. and he did pretty good in that uh, the Cleveland series. All things considered, like, I'm not yeah, saying he's a remember, star. Yeah,
4: remember he guarded pretty well against LeBron. Yeah, and know.
1: he had that like. 18 to 20 point game when he tied the game at the end like you know like zero fear whatsoever mm-hmm. um, so you know it's interesting but I, I do think the Raptors offensively don't have a championship offense yet mm-hmm. but they have a championship defense but that's already halfway you, there
4: to the finals though I mean do you think anybody is gonna stop them like were you shocked when, when this boy from Cameroon got zero points <laughs> zero points like Yo, Stephen A said it best. He went on for like 30 minutes saying the exact same thing. But those words.
2: No. Zero. Okay,
4: like, yeah. We yeah. have
2: what it takes, man, I think. No, yeah. for, the Raptors are definitely a contender. We have to be excited about it. But, Juan, uh, yeah. well, we're going to let you go. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the West Coast, man. Yo, shout Florida.
1: out. West yes. AI. Shout out, Raptors Republic. Shout out to Raptors Republic, man. Shout out to his Sports Canada. Zarrar, bro. Damn. This guy, this, yo. Zerar is an OG, man. People <laughs> don't know n- enough about Zerar and what he did for the city. All right. Mm-hmm. Peace. Peace. Well, we have an international
2: caller, okay. from Moscow. I hope this is—I yeah. hope this is an Alex
1: Wong. H- how are you doing?
5: Good. How are you guys?
1: Good. <laughs> is...
5: uh, so, I, what, what I want to ask—I uh, don't know if you listen to it—but is uh, there was a Bill Simmons podcast a uh, mm-hmm. couple of days ago about uh, top ten players in NBA, and I, I was very surprised. Uh, they didn't. Pascal Siakam, 7th uh, place. Uh, I want to know if you heard this and uh, what your thoughts are.
1: I did hear this. Uh, it was a 2-hour and 30-minute podcast by uh, Bill Simmons. He had a great interview with Sterling K. Brown. I did. Yeah, so I that, was it, that, I, that was good.
2: That was good Yeah, they podcast. talked about Waves
1: as well, the movie. If you're oh. going to see Waves, the movie, you're going to be devastated emotionally. But it's very good. Uh, yeah, so Pascal Siakam, number 7 uh, on the list. I think right now, I, I don't think like it's... I think up to this point, which is what? They played 17, 18 games? Yep. Up to this point, Pascal has been the seventh most productive player in the NBA. I don't, I don't think there's honestly that much question about it. So it's not surprising to me. I, I think it's only surprising in the sense that we don't see a pa- a Pascal as like a top seven quality level guy yet. I think I do. Okay, so. Like
2: the 40, six are easy. Okay. Giannis LeBron, James Harden, uh, Doncic, uh, whatever, Kawhi. The six yeah. are easy. Uh-huh. I think there's and like
5: Anthony
2: a
1: Davis. what about Anthony Davis? That's what I'm saying. Oh, Anthony Davis That's, is he, in that set. He was six.
5: I was just he was was,
2: six. I couldn't remember them all. Okay. Uh, I like hang, I did the same thing that Juan did earlier today. Word. <laughs> um, the I think that second tier, like with Pascal, Karl Anthony Towns, Kemba yeah. Walker, like they're all it's all there. It's there's yeah. Hey, Giannis is probably – or Pascal probably at the top of that,
1: that heap. I think so. Yeah, he's probably the the top of – that's exactly the way I would say it too. Like there's tier one, and tier one is pretty hard to crack, and I don't think Pascal's in tier one yet. But just on the edge of that, yeah. like the, the, the best of the rest. Like if you compare his numbers to Car- Anthony Towns, Karanthi Towns might actually be getting better numbers. But like the Raptors are winning more games, and Pascal has been – um, he's one of the league leaders in plus minus as well. Uh really the team kind of falls apart a little bit when Pascal's not on the yeah. floor. They definitely aren't elite Especially with Pascal, when on the floor, Pascal so. and
2: Fredder off the floor, it's really tough though. I so I don't
1: though. think Bill Simms is off base. I honestly think he, he might end up like between that seven to ten range um by season's end. Especially if he stays healthy. So Yes,
5: my, my opinion, I um probably Paul George I take a head is sure. more proven. Sure. And yeah. maybe Damien Lillard.
1: Okay, but maybe. Yeah, I, no, they, I, I the Blazers no suck. The, the Blazers are I pretty just, bad this year.
5: Yeah, well it was one season. But I, I want to see Pascal do it more consistent. It's been uh, 17 games. We still have to see, but it's very uh, encouraging. Yes. Uh, I also want to ask, William, uh, are you using uh, Reddit?
1: Am I using Reddit?
5: Yes. Uh, are you using Reddit?
1: I sometimes go on Reddit to see the Raptors. Elite but I, I I don't I don't, I don't like uh, post or anything. Why? What's up?
5: So it it, it would be very cool if you do uh, AMA. Oh, uh, then ask me uh, on the uh, the Reddit or NBA Reddit because uh, I'm right. sure we have lots of questions. But and uh, yeah, it would, would be very nice.
1: Okay, I actually did one of those before, in like maybe two two years ago. But uh, if, yeah, if people from Reddit want to reach out, you know, I I, I got nothing to do. What's life in I Moscow like?
5: Moderator on the uh, Raptors Reddit, so maybe yeah, oh,
1: they can sick. reach out. Okay,
2: cool. How's Moscow today?
5: It is fucking cold.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how, how cold are we talking, man? What's going on?
5: Um, you you know Celsius, yeah? Yeah, of yeah, course.
1: Yeah. Yo, come on, we're um, not American.
5: About about minus ten, but lots lots wind.
1: Oh, oh, man. that's unfortunate. But
5: uh, here now is uh, is very it's, uh, almost uh, it's past ten o'clock.
1: So yeah, it's
2: late. Are you staying up to watch the Raptors Magic game?
5: You know what? Uh, so now it's almost ten thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, we go to we going to bar at eleven. Uh, and when we come back, we watch the game a couple hours. Hey, Amazing. There you go. I I, uh, I lived in Toronto three years, did business there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I I kind of fell in love with the team. So of course. I, still, I try to watch all the games.
1: Good, Amazing. good, good, good. Are there a lot of Raptor fans in Moscow, or is it just you and your buddies? Uh,
5: my wife, she likes. All right, good. Um, but uh, no, you know, a lot of people follow CSKA uh, Moskva. Uh,
1: all right, really. Oh yeah, Nando de Colo. Uh, <laughs> a, le- a raptors yeah. legend. <laughs> raptors legend Nando de We still have his rights. We still might bring him back eventually. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Right, yeah.
5: The, before it was Andre Kirilenko more yeah. people watched, but That's a little right. bit.
1: Yeah, he
2: fell off really quickly. It was weird. Nando hey he Car- Car- was a legend. No, though. he was amazing. he was a legend. He was an amazing player, but Yeah, his I
5: really liked weirdly.
1: Yeah, he, had like at, the first 5x5 game. AK-47. AK-47. Yeah. Yeah. the best nickname also he had that agreement with his wife which is a legendary story yeah seriously all right thanks for calling this is great what a great call man right. thank, thank you. you
5: guys love the podcast always
1: listen all thank right. you thank you thank Peace. you that's crazy that was crazy that's crazy that he's going out place. at 10 he didn't ask if he could swear on the podcast
5: <laughs> he was just,
7: he just like it
1: it's very cold
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um whoa another international caller james from australia this is great how's it going Oh no, James!
1: That's too bad. Hey, we'll try. Um, get okay, to try we'll, we'll try to get James in a second. Hold um, on. Um, yeah, that threw me off. You know what though? This is a good time because we uh, we have like what ten, about twelve minutes left, so we should get to our Stanley's suggestions.
2: You <laughs> <out to> <laughs> it's the, my favorite time <clears throat> of the week.
1: Yes. So, uh, Stanley's suggestions is our segment where we recommend things for Stanley to do because you know, like he's not he's, playing. he's he's, he's, he's uh, getting healthy. Um, he's observing from the bench. He's got some pretty fashionable outfits. He's yeah. very popular, actually. A lot of players go up to talk to him and stuff. So he's well he's well connected. Yeah, yeah. You know, I he's a, he's a very affable guy. This thing, I don't want to make fun of him just because it's just kind of he, he's likable. I want to yeah. like the guy. That's all right. So, uh, for Stanley's suggestions for this week, though, even though he because he does have some time in Toronto is a great place. That's true. Uh, so very recently the McDonald's, the iconic McDonald's at Dufferin and King. Yeah. It's shut down. Oh, no. Yes. I know that place because I go past there every day on the bus. All right? Because I, I switch from the, the, the Dufferin bus to the King streetcar. So I'm by there all the time. So that place is shut down. So, you know, Stanley, just, you know, if you're going to take in historical Toronto sites, I feel like that's one of the places to go. Check it out. Probably up. go there like, you know, 1 a.m. Yeah. Drive through. Yeah. Definitely. That's, that's when you get the Stay best service. Stay inside your that's, car. That's when you get the best service. All right.
2: Um, my suggestion for Stanley Johnson is to check out Cats at the Princess of Wales Theater. Um, wow, I take the okay. King Street car uh, to work in the morning and I see all of the facade. Uh-huh. Like, I've never seen Cats. I've never is, seen. Is this Cats with Jason
1: Derulo as a cat?
2: No. So that's the movie that's coming out sometime. It's I don't remember when. Yeah. But in Toronto, there's a theatrical performance of it. So Stanley Johnson, check it out. Let me know what, if it's good or not.
1: Okay. I'll, right. I'll be sure to read Do you want to try to get James? Let's get James from Australia, man. Come on.
2: James, you're on Rapture with Everything Live. No, still not working. That is real tragic. Um,
1: no. That's unfortunate.
2: We have Dave in Toronto. We'll try Dave. Dave, how's it going? Dave. uh Oh. Damn, we got nobody, huh? Cold world.
1: It's a service, really cold.
2: Um, what did we want to talk about?
1: Well, the only other pre-arranged topic we have is <laughs> Canada basketball. Oh yeah, what a great week for Canada basketball. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh.
2: Um, where do we begin? I guess like shout out to Jamal Murray.
1: Shout out Jamal Murray for leading the charge, saying, I'm going to play, the rest of y'all can join me. And uh, I think that honestly did help. Yeah. That did help. I think Shea is going to be really good. Shea is, yeah. Honestly, already Shea might are. already be better or on level with Jamal. No, he's not. I like Shea a lot. I like man. Shea's I like game Shea a lot a more, lot, but yeah. Jamal Murray is, is good. He's okay. Good That's fair. I like Shea's defense more, um, but still, it's, it's not an issue because we have both of them. It's true. Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Sh- salute. He has volunteered that he will go. Chris Boucher has said... to just earlier today to clear up any sort of rumors I will be going instead of going to Rico Hines this year Um, you know guys like uh, DeLon Brooks will be there Dwight Powell Uh, Dwight Powell has committed to be there Corey Joseph you know he's going to be there you know uh, Kelly Olenek's going to be there Team Canada's nice man I think we're we're very close to the point where we have to cut an NBA player from the roster (laughs) Like what, straight up. What like, a wonderful
2: just, decision to be You know,
1: like. I and last year we were playing like Owen Classen who yeah. if you if did if you didn't watch the Team Canada games that they played in the Fever World Cup in the twenty nineteen Fever World Cup in China, don't they <laughs> had they had a guy named Owen Class who respect this guy, he played, he worked hard, and he helped rap he helped the Team Canada qualify. Yeah. But if I had to describe his game, it's like if Blake Murphy was six foot five. <laughs> like it, it was it was that level. And so <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, I, again, I appreciate it, but I'm just saying, like, we're going to have Ken Birch. We're going to have, you know, hopefully Tristan Thompson will go. Yep. He's pretty good. He's had a good year so far. T- he's been good. Yeah. Dwight Powell, Chris Boucher, like, I mean, Kellen Olenek, that, that, as your five Corey big men right there. Yeah,
2: it's solid. It's
1: incredible. So, yeah. um, yeah. All right. We're going to try James from Australia. James. James, bro. Come on. Talk to us. Okay. We hear a sound. That's I hear good. a sound. James, you there? We hear...
2: I hear, like. I feel like somebody surprised James, like one of those military unions. Anywho, all right. Um, Nick Nurse coaching the team. Yeah. Are you excited to go to Victoria? Are you going to Victoria? I, I mean, you can't call your shot, uh, but
1: I, if it's my choice, I would love, love, to go to Victoria. If it's my, you know, yeah, my choice as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, my hope is that they go to Victoria. And they, they win the tournament, I'm there to cover it, and then they go to Tokyo Olympics. I'm hoping to be there as well. Yep. And then maybe I'll just, like, chill for, like, two weeks afterwards and I hang out throughout Japan or something. That sounds like a pretty good visit time. the motherland as well. But uh, I'm really surprised, by the way, so far. So we, we've loaded up some um, sound effects on this board, and I keep hoping to get a phone call from... Misagua. <laughs> but we just don't get any phone calls from Misagua. Misagua. <laughs> like, what's going on? Yeah, what what got- happened? What We've definitely... when I we thought, talked honestly, about, 80% of the phone calls yeah. on the show will be coming from... <laughs> and they don't. So That's true. It's unfortunate. But... We have some other ones, actually. It's a make or miss late. A recent favorite. But let's
2: not move on from your meat. Let's talk about you in those great sweatpants.
1: That was from How Hungry Are You?
2: Yeah, a really good episode. This season's been pretty solid. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's not as, like, team-centric as last year's was. It definitely is not as team-centric. It is It is what it is. Yeah. Like, I haven't hated it.
1: I don't hate it either, man. Just it's hard to Incredibly so- likable.
2: Yo,
7: God,
1: yeah. you hear me? Uh, let's not move on from your meat. Let's talk about you in those great sweatpants. You know, is I don't, I don't do, do that. <laughs> uh, do you want to Dave from Toronto again? Or All right, uh, Dave from
2: Toronto, right. you're on the line. Um, is it, uh, I don't think this
1: is
7: Dave. Can you guys hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah. James. Yeah, this is James. This James. is James. Oh wow,
2: it's okay. so good to hear from you. Oh, we got our lines wow. international, yeah, James. No, guys,
7: I just wanted to call in. Just want to say, massive Raptors fan in Australia. Uh, uh, yes. Followed all the Yahoo coverage over the playoffs. Thank you, incredible. Thank you. Um, it's really good considering we get, there's no NBA coverage here at all, really, and especially with the Raptors, Right, like, we get nothing It's all. It's like Lakers and Celtics. So,
6: right? Yeah,
7: just wanted to say big thanks for what you guys do. Anyway, uh, my question was. Um, who do you think has been the most surprising player this season? I thought, like, Terence Davis has been so, so good. Like, so solid. Mm-hmm. But,
1: yeah. What do you guys think? Honestly, there's a lot. There's a lot. This whole team is very surprising. I don't think it's surprising mm-hmm. that Pascal is this good. But yeah. it's, like, objectively Neither. speaking, Neither. it's so hard to make that final jump from being, like, a good starter to being, like, the number one guy and being efficient and still playing defense and stuff. So I'm, like, really impressed by that. Yeah, it's true. But honestly, for me, I'm really impressed with that Fred has actually been able to do what he's doing. Yeah. It feels very much like Fred had that baby in the playoffs, and then since then, this is just Fred. Yeah.
7: He's been the same, yeah. He's and finals Fred around, every day.
1: Yeah. And so that's that's been an incredible experience. Um, because especially yeah. with Kyle the Raptors will be screwed if, Kyle, if Fred wasn't playing the way he's playing. But, I mean, he went up against Dame Lillard and just dominated that matchup. You know he's done a lot of good things uh, since uh, since Kyle's injury, so yeah. I'm I feel like that's I
7: good. Feel like, Go ahead. I feel like everyone's playing like how we sort of expected them to play, like mm-hmm. in best case scenario. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And, like which is working, but and I, and I feel it's sustainable, which I hope mm-hmm. it is because like every game you watch it, you just, it seems reliable. It seems like it's working, but right. like, so for me, I think we can do it. Like we really can have a shot at going back, but like right. you know what I mean? playing out in minds right now.
2: I think the guy that I'd like to think is being surprising is Pascal Siakam. I didn't; he's you know as good as I thought he'd be. But him as a leading man for the team,
6: yeah.
2: he's been like amazing, yeah. like so much personality yeah. on display, like so much swagger. He he's just pull
1: up threes. Yeah, he's really what? yeah. He's really
2: <laughs> delivered on being the star. Like yeah. now that Kawhi left, and he Kawhi became very quickly like the biggest personality in the NBA. Yeah. And, you know, you can't quite replace that, like, quite so aloof and so unique. Mm-hmm. But Pascal is, like, a leading man for this yeah. team. On the court and sort of off yeah. the court, he's really delivered on just being...
1: Yeah, and I really appreciate that Pascal was, like, still down to earth. He's still really, like, just chill, humble. Yeah, he like, he works let, hard. He His right. mentality hasn't changed whatsoever, yeah. and this is after... Like, imagine... Like, if I got paid $150 million, I'm not the same person anymore. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not going to work. Just, you know what I mean? But, he like... He was,
7: like, second best play arguably, in, like, on the team and probably already yeah. got like in the playoffs and the finals, yeah. You know, like, Jack yeah. could get to somewhere and he didn't let
1: it, you know. He's still the same, yeah. I so love, like, that. I love yeah. that about him, and he keeps talking about how he's going to continue improving. So, uh, I respect that man mm. uh, a lot. So, um, thanks for the call. Uh, quick question before we Not go wrong, on Sunday, the Raptors yeah. play Utah. Yeah. Your boy Joe Ingalls, are, are you going to be rooting yeah. for Ingles or the Raptors? Where's the oh, Raptors? Yeah,
2: Raptors. I'm in okay. Sydney yeah. in, in January. Where do I go watch the Raptors games? Like, midday, I'm always
1: sure. Raptors.
7: Ben
2: Simmons is overrated. Like, oh, yeah. oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow, respect. He's
7: Aussie Rondo.
2: Well, wow. I'm going to be in Sydney. Okay. Where do I watch Raptors games when I'm in town?
7: Uh, um, I don't know about Sydney. Probably Raptors, you're going to have to have a late pass. They're not on anything. Oh, so, no. Like, oh, my God. All
2: right, I'm going to have to find some illegal uh, the streams. Games
7: are a, the games are at decent times. They're yeah. like between like 11 a.m. to like 2 p.m. That's so
1: actually fun. ideal. So. Yeah, it's perfect. Wow.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, all right. It's pretty good. All right, all right thanks, thanks for the call, man.
2: Thanks for your call. Have a no good problem. weekend. Peace.
7: You
1: too. We're so influential. What we got a call from Sydney? Australia. <laughs> I, he didn't even say he was in Sydney. <laughs> oh, he's in Australia. <laughs> he just said he was in Australia.
2: So. But what time is it in Australia? It's like got to be
1: know. late. <laughs> got to be real. It's, um, <laughs> or I early? I have no idea. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I think before we go, we should address some of these uh, YouTube, questions? YouTube questions. So let's race through them. All right. From The Way of the Beard, how are the Raptors doing this? <laughs> That's – honestly, that's like, the question.
2: <laughs> I, oh, all these teams have sucked at drafting for years. The, the, the Raptors have already
1: reloaded with the young players. Um, they have a system. Here's the thing. You have young players, and they're just around, and they don't do anything, and they lose. They develop bad habits. They get overpaid, all of a sudden you're stuck. That That doesn't happen. help anything. No. That doesn't help anything. That's how you become like – the Knicks, you know, or whatever, right? <laughs> the Raptors have, like, an actual system in place, and so players can come in, and they can develop under a timeline. It's like you go to a competent company, and they actually have a structure in place for you, yep. and, you know, you, you, you fill in your, you know, Fred Van Vliet role, and then you you work your way onto the bench, yep. you, you you play well in that role, you go in the starting lineup, you know, you, and then you start to expand and develop yep. your skill set. The Raptors see, have a great scouting staff, And too, you've man. seen
2: the Raptors commit to it, like, early getting a... A facility that the team could use, mm-hmm. a, a G League affiliate that's nearby. Those yeah. are all, you know, important building blocks.
1: Smiley face asks, do you think Nurse could experiment with the starting lineup to shore up the rebounding, maybe start Ibaka? I feel like Gasol complements the bench more and the starting lineup simply lacks rebounding. The issue is I don't think Ibaka is that much better of a rebound than Gasol. It really isn't. But um, I and-
2: believe Serge should start some just for load management for Mark, but that's a
1: different story. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I think, honestly, for the most part, the defense has been elite. Yep. And you can kind of just keep it that way. From CSY, can Boucher get in the rotation even with a Baca back? We already talked yep. about this. Stolen Goods asks, Matt Thomas shooting consistent deep threes when he comes back. The Raptors have a four-point line taped on their practice courts. Uh, that's like basically 30 feet out. Yeah. And uh, Matt Thomas definitely shooting those. So, you so know. he'll be good.
2: Uh, last question. Once Lowry comes back, could Powell go from starting to out of the rotation? No, come on. Come on, man. The Raptors need to see what they have from Norm Powell. It's a, it's an important year for his career. They're not going to screw a guy over like that. They just would be – they would end his career effectively if they benched him the rest of this year.
1: Mm, end his career as a Raptor maybe, but – But if – yeah, anywho. It, it, I would say there's a 15% chance. <laughs> you never know with Norm. You just never know, but hopefully it doesn't happen. Anyway – Thanks for everyone who called in. Uh, we got calls from like Moscow and uh,
0: somewhere, somewhere
1: in Australia, Vancouver. Vancouver. Uh, a lot of great calls this yeah. week, and so uh, if you want to call in and be part of the show, we go live on the Yahoo Sports Canada YouTube page every Friday between three thirty p.m. Eastern and four thirty yeah. p.m. Eastern. Thanks. Myself and Josh. Oh, appreciate
2: it. Well, it's so much fun. Yeah. Thanks to the crew, help us run the show you we couldn't do it without you seriously um thanks to our friends the suburbs for the new
1: music that we used to play out that's right Listen to uh belmont or whatever <laughs> it's called um and uh yeah and of course big shout outs to kfc for sponsoring the podcast so thank you to everyone for listening we'll be back next week all right respect to the sponsor peace